is The Issue Window with Albie and Brittany. We are airing out the laundry to clean your soul. Just kidding. You're going to leave with more stains than when you entered. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to The Issue Window with Albie and Brittany. Today we are having Danny Gibson from School Pride on. He is also the lacrosse coach in Columbus, Ohio. Good morning, Danny. How's everything been going with issue window and stuff? You guys have had a few episodes so far. I I saw my guy Matthew Oliver on a few times. You know, I went to I went to Detroit Country Day, so it was it was interesting reconnecting with him because when I was there, I played hockey, golf, and baseball. And when I was there, I did. We had another guy that was the equipment manager, obviously, because, you know, Matt and I are pretty similar ages. But, um, right. you know, it was wild having an equipment manager in high school and then, you know, reconnecting with him and, and going going through a lot of the, the, t- the stuff that he goes through as from the high school perspective. You know, he's mm-hmm. just all hands on deck and he's working, you know, 80 hours a week like most people are during season. But he's doing it all year because he's got every sport. So, yeah. That's crazy. He does. He does an amazing job. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's he's been he's been great. I mean, I I think we talked to him at, at the convention once or twice, and then but now we've really got to know him over the last you know couple months with doing a couple broadcasts with him. You know, it's a very thankless job um, at the college level, but at the high school level, it's like even worse. I mean, it's just an expectation versus like in you know he can't. I talked to some of the guys at the college in the college realm. And, you know, they can mouth off to the players a little bit. You're like, okay, let's exit the room, come back in, and let's restart, and you can go ahead and use your manners if you want to get your towel loose. Well, <laughs> you can't talk to those high school kids that way at Country Day. No. They're paying 25 grand a year to go there. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't work too well. <laughs> no, it's much more of an expectation and they're conditioned the way they, that they've grown up. Just because I was one, I was one of the first scholarship kids to go there and play hockey. So I came from Flint, Michigan, which is obviously completely different world right. compared to you know country day and, and the houses I was staying in and things like that. My vision changed quite a bit. My perspective changed quite a bit. But oh, sure, yeah, it was it was kind of eye opening. You know, it was funny. I actually told a guy he he uh, one of the guys that they hooked me up with when I first got there to show me around. He drove in with his uncle's Lamborghini, and I didn't know, like, I, I had only seen those, like, in a rap video <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> but realistically, like, realistically, I, I told him, like, hey, man, I, I, I don't know if this is normal, but I think you're, you know, I think your door is busted, you know, because it went up, and I never right. seen a car door go up. <laughs> and I was like, how do you get this thing down? Like, do you have a button? Is it, like, a light switch? Like, what do you, like, why is it going up? It's supposed to go out. He's like, no, Danny, those are called spider doors and, you know, Lamborghini doors go up. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, let's go to school. You know, it, it was fun. But I told the kid his Lamborghini, Lamborghini doors were busted because they went up. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> he had to look at me like, man, what kind of, you know, what are you getting for lunch? Yeah. Like, crou- crouton and water? Oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I appreciate you guys um, taking the time to, to speak with me. I know it's, it's different, um, and you guys obviously work with equipment managers um, most of the time, and you're hearing perspectives from veterans to student managers and things like that. But I've just I've had such a great experience as a vendor working with equipment managers, and you know I really feel like I've taken a completely different role. I've been in sales jobs before, um, but I really don't feel like I'm selling anything when I'm talking to equipment managers because I get where they're at you know, just coming from like as a coach and wearing 12 different hats from, you know, being the fundraising guy to the equipment guy to the, um, you know, therapist. It's, it's, it's amazing what, what equipment managers go through on a daily basis. And I, and I never really realized it until I connected the two worlds um, from, from a coaching perspective and from a sales perspective, but guys that I'm serving are doing the same thing to a completely you know, greater extent um, that I'm doing as a high school coach. So my, my respect for those guys and all the EQ people in general, um, you know, amplified greatly once I realized like what everybody was going through and it's allowed me to kind of change my perspective on how I view things and whether or not I leave a plate on the counter 
or whether or not I let somebody pick up after me or whether or not I, you know, how I wake up and how I go to bed is just a little bit different now. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and, you know, and you and you've probably seen this in, in in your experiences so far that you know sometimes, especially at the shows, you know, sometimes we don't even talk business. It'll just be you know we'll, we'll just banter. You see, I'll see how see how he, with the vendors. We'll see how each other's doing. I mean, we build a relationship with, and as long as you're not too pushy, the the equipment guys will tend to, you know, warm up to you and things like that, and eventually. You know, if they, they have a desire for your product, they they'll um they'll give you a try, uh, but you know yeah it's it, you know like it's it's like any job it's, it's all about relationships. It's more it's more about relationships in this job than it ever has than I've ever seen. I mean, I used to sell like I was selling technology software and IT services and um I mean like multifunction copiers um mm-hmm. and it it was like they didn't care about anything but the bottom dollar because really all they need to do is push a button. And, and a piece of paper needs to come out of the device. Like, what do you mean yours is different? Like, if I press print <laughs> and a paper comes out, I need that print to cost the cheap, cost the cheapest amount possible. And, I, and we were never the cheapest amount. And so I had, a, you know, I'm dealing with, with people who they're not, I wouldn't say they're really naturally invested in the company. Like EQ people are invested in their programs. So that was a big mm-hmm. difference too, is that you guys are really connected and, and EQ dive they dive into to all aspects because you know nobody knows when they're doing their job right they just only i mean most of the time they 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 know when they're doing their job wrong and then right you know i mean the good coaches and the good staff um and you you see a lot of great kids out there now thanking eq more than ever before because they know that the, the, the world wouldn't spin without them i mean the amount of time and effort that goes into even getting a practice pack together for a workout for kids to come back to school is, yeah. I mean, it takes so much time. It takes a lot of time and a lot of time yeah. that, uh, that effort's not being recognized, but it is more and more now. And it's great to see because it's they're the backbone of a lot of things. So, I mean, all the way from like, I've seen, I see EQ guys holding play cards in games and calling play, right. You know, it's like, you never know what you're going to have to do when you wake up. And so the, the adaptability I've seen too is like it's just been okay. Wake up, very little expectation for the day. You know, I hope it goes great, but very little expectation yep. in the sense that whatever comes our way, we're gonna take it in stride. We're gonna take a deep breath. Yeah. We're gonna dive into it. And we're gonna do our best. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, you definitely have to, you you have you have to be ready for anything because every day is a new challenge. You never know what they're gonna throw at you some days. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I think some of the some of the equipment managers are some of the really the calmest people I've ever seen. Like the it's you know there's fire all around them and <laughs> they're you yeah, know they're in the middle of just... a tornado and they're like guys we're okay let's go left <laughs> let's walk ten steps and then you know mm-hmm. it's like they're they're breaking <laughs> it down momentarily when everybody else is freaking out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it's been a great experience so far even just working with guys because Albie, like you said i mean you know you you guys you guys didn't know who i was and you know i had to basically between you and tim it was like which one of you guys is going to give me a shot i'm going to be respectful and i'm going to reach out to you and i'm going to explain that we're you know we're local in the state and you know these are the ways that we can help you if you ever decide you would like a, you know, a sample or you want to give us a shot and then, you know, things work out. But at the same time too, it's, I've been on a couple of zoom calls with different conferences during the quarantine and, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, everybody, everybody phrases their, 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 I guess their perspective differently. But, you know, my big thing has always been, you know, we're, we're, a, we're a single vendor option for multiple things. Yep. You have relationships with people already. Um, you know, I want to honor those and I don't want to burn bridges for you because, you know, we wouldn't be where we are without loyal customers. So my, my big thing is, you know, let me get a sample in your hand and show you what we can do. So worst case scenario, you know, what's out there, but let me be, you know, your number one backup because things change, material changes, machines break down, time frame changes. You know, for us, it's been being able to get things to customers quickly. Um, and, We've had customers, you know, call call us last minute 
when they're, you know, when they're doing, let's say they're doing decals with another vendor, they called us last minute just because they know we can get it quickly and something was going on with that company. Now they may or may not come over to us that next year completely. They might give us right. a shot to do like their, their specialty game decals mm-hmm. or maybe it's, maybe it's sideline boards or something else. But, um, but really it's just been like, you know, if you've got a plan already in place, you know, I want to honor that plan and I don't want to burn bridges for you. Um, but when push comes to shove, I, I do, I do want to challenge people to ask what their time is worth and what the effort looks like having to get four or five things from four or five different places, you know, especially the big thing was like, for example, like residue free decals, you know, what is your time worth when it comes to buffing off, you know, all of the residue in between games or when you call me on Tuesday and you say, Hey, my coach, my coach made a decision. Our truck leaves on Thursday. What? Right. (laughs) You know, we have to to print these and, and overnight them in a day and a half and then you have to be able to take your old decals off and put the new decals on you know probably on the road for some of these people um and you know it's it's a it can be a big deal so again it's more or less like you know what's your current process look like you know how do we fit in to your current process and then you know how can we help make things a little bit easier in the future all things considered but it's been it hasn't been a sales job from the beginning that's the nice part about what I'm what I'm trying to do is that it none, it's never felt like a sales job. I mean, don't get me wrong. Right. I get excited when we sign a new school. I mean, oh sure, absolutely. Because I'm I'm also the guy at the you know if I'm on a weekend and I'm at a tailgate or something like that and I look up and we've got five TVs across the bar and five of those TVs with ten teams on them and there's eight of them on there that that we support. I mean, I get pumped. Sure. Absolutely. I feel like an extension of the EQ team too. Like I, I just try to try not to get too connected because if guys go elsewhere, guys go elsewhere. But um, I do get really fired up when I see guys, you know, using our stuff and and being grateful to us for what we're doing for them, whether that's last minute or, you know, a completely custom design. So. Yeah, you've 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 helped me out a few a few situations, and and you know, and I appreciate that. That's why, you know, to. I, I still I still like to use my other company too because they've you know mm-hmm, they've been right. loyal to me for all the years and so but yeah absolutely I can squeeze you into a few things here and there and, up and do what I can and, right things change over the years and so things down the road but absolutely it's always good to have more than one source for things too right because you got to be taken care of and in your guys in your guys's profession it's 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 crunch time and you got to go you know where you're going to feel comfortable and supported uh, if you have time and you want to use another vendor and you know that design process is a little longer the production process is a little longer and you can get away with it by all means um you know like you said it's good to have more than one vendor because at the same time too if something happens with that company and you're all in with that company you know you're <laughs> yeah. kind of screwed yeah don't put your eggs in one basket yeah but I wish all, I wish all the companies well because you know they're all doing the same thing I'm doing and they're supporting a lot of a lot of people for a long time, you know. And, and the only competition starts happening when you start talking about you know the same product and how do those two products differ? Whether it's you know quality of product, price of product, how quick's the turnaround, you know. But outside of that, as long as everybody's good and taken care of, like that's the number one goal. And it's, I've never been like that. Every sales job's always been cutthroat. Like who cares about that company? They suck, yada, yada, yada. And it's not even close to that here. Like I've got respect for all the yeah. other vendors because they're all small businesses doing the same thing we are. Yeah. And really it, we, as a group, I think we really frown upon people that um, belittle their, their, their competitors. I think we really frown on them for that because they, you know, they're, they're around, they're trying to do their job too. You know, you might not like their product for whatever one reason or another. That's fine, but you know, there's no reason to 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 belittle you you know somebody that you're using and really have a relationship with. Um, you know, that just that just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And generally, you'll find you know, especially with with us, that that those people don't don't stay around long. Yeah, you can't sling mud because you got to think like if you're slinging mud on a competitor, you're probably you're probably pretty quick to the trigger on slinging mud about people too. Yeah. 
good people, good people go further all the time. I mean, you're seeing what's happening now more than ever, you know, yeah. with all of the protests and things going on. I mean, there's just not a love, not enough love going around. And, it, you know, if, if even though somebody, I mean, competition makes, I mean, when, when water rises, you know what I mean? You know, all shifts, all oh, shifts yeah, go absolutely. up. So, so my, my thought is like, if we, if we develop a better product, what does that do for the industry? Not necessarily just us against the, another comp, you know, our competition, but it makes everything better for people in the EQ world if we are making ourselves better as a company, because it's going to make other companies better too. So whether you're with us or you're oh, not, absolutely. you're going to end up getting a better product. Yeah, absolutely. Competition always brings out the best in people. Absolutely. And then, like you said, I mean, the people that it doesn't, um, those people probably won't be around for a while. Right. Yeah. They'll make a brief little show and then they'll be gone. <laughs> right. Because you guys talk. I mean, it's just, it's much it's a much smaller world than people think. And you know, you mm, get on yeah. get on one person's bad side, and it's just tough getting it's tough getting back into the light. And that goes with everything. I mean, once you go down that dark path, it, it's uh, you know, it, it's tough getting back into the light sometimes. Yep. Yes, it is. So what do you guys, um, as far as, you know, the, the issue window, like that kind of came out of everybody having, you know, some more time and things like that. How has that experience been for you guys? It's been interesting. You know, it's, it's, we've talked to a few guys, guys, especially younger guys, and they've really, you know, embraced it. And it's good to hear the, um, the younger generation looking forward to, you know, working in the industry and, you know, they, 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 you know, they're very eager to learn and that's great. Um, you know, it's, it's good that they're willing to go out and do whatever they can to, uh, get better. Um, you know, they, they would, you know, they would ask me and it's like, well, you know, what do you think is going to happen with all this? And it's like, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I can guess, but none of us has ever done anything like this before. So we're all just in the, you know, maybe at the end of your career, you can make experience something like this too. But right now, this is all new for us. I mean, the closest thing that this experience has been for me was probably the 9-11 time frame where, you know, we had games canceled. And, it was, and if, you know, we was, I remember it, it happening when when the towers went down and we was practice we finished our practice afternoon, you know, but the next day we're getting ready for one team, by the next day that game's cancelled. And so all of a sudden we don't have a game that weekend. And so that's probably the closest thing to total chaos that I've had to deal with on a broad scale. But um yeah, it's uh you know, it's a little bit it's a little bit like when the Mercer scare happened a couple of years ago, it's like you know, we can do a hundred things right, but if that kid goes back up, back to his apartment and it's a piece of it's a pigsty, you know, he's going he's still going to have MRSA or get MRSA again. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you do a hundred things right and you do one thing wrong, and it's all of a sudden you look bad, and it's not even your fault. So, I mean, you know, a little bit of that, a little bit of nine eleven. I mean, it's it's a little bit of everything rolled into one, and you know, and as we're speaking here in June, things are starting to open up, but there's still so many questions that need to be answered. Mm-hmm. And for the season to start. Then the other question, though, if we get the season started, what happens in October and November? Do we lose half the, you know, is all of a sudden we have spikes and all of a sudden, you know, season's canceled just like they did with basketball? Yeah, yeah, that's, again, like you said, I mean, there's a lot of things that make you scratch your head right now. And you can really, it's, it's so much more micro now than it is it's ever been. Um, you know, normally I would say, majority of the EQ world is probably thinking more in macro, especially in the summertime. You're trying to plan out like the next four months of football season. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got guys, you've got EQ guys all over the country that are handling it all sports. So those guys are spending, you know, your summer months or probably your, you know, late spring to summer months um, planning for an entire year um, after that. And right now they're just, you can really like, I mean, in your mind, are you planning day by day? Are you planning for the next week? Are you planning for the next month? I mean, are you even, are you guys even thinking into spring sports? I mean, how does that look like <laughs> for you and your world? 
Well, you know, for for as our perspective goes right now, we just started voluntary workouts like a lot of schools, and then so it's um, right now it's really, you know, I've been getting boxes in. I'm getting ready for the season. Don't know if it's going to happen, but if it does, I'm getting, <laughs> I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm having stuff ready, you know, and I got things in the pipeline coming, still got still to come in, like like a lot of other, but but right now, my next goal is a couple weeks. We want to get those 50 kids, 50 or so kids that we have working out in small groups. We got to, we're re, we're re, we're moving people around the locker room. So those 10 people can be in there and be socially distanced. And so they got, they can then they use the locker room again and we open up our laundry services to those kids and things like that. Cause right now they're just, they're coming dressed, they're leaving and that's doing the workout and leaving. So, you know, it, I don't see the kids yet, but you know, but that's our next step. I mean, really, it's really just next step. We know, and we're having meetings of what's going to happen down the road, down the season, and things like this. And you know, it looks like we may be able to start July twenty third, and so we're planning on that. But it's just, you know, it, it, things can change so quickly. You don't you, you you plan for things, but then all the plans can go right back out the window. Um, you know, as in, you know, most fall sports fall sports stuff is ordered and a lot of it's come in even for the volleyball and soccer and whatnot the other sports and so right now it's it's not so much of a scramble for us on that end but just what are we doing you know it, it's really taking down to little things now like like we talked about you know field towels we're going to, have to go out and buy disposable towels now um you know it's just little you know who all gets tested on the field does that do we test do, 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 you know do you have um, um, you know, game officials. I, I think I said something on the news last night that high schools, you know, obviously high schools are um, thinking about things and um, what um, the field officials get tested. I mean, you got you got to get a bunch of guys there, and I think in our state they said the average age of an official is fifty three years old. Well, you know, that's right in the wheelhouse of, of people, and so also you know. You know, you got to test those people, and, and you know it, it's. And testing is expensive, especially when you do it on a grand scale. Like you know, you need to for a football game. Um, what do you do? What do you do in the press box? You got, you got, you know, you might have two or three people running the scoreboard in, clo- in close proximity. What you mean? What do you do about that? You know, let alone the coaches' booth. Yeah, we're, we, <laughs> you know, some of the coaches' booths are small to begin with. And then you put six or eight big guys in there. It's like, holy cow, it really is small. But then, but are you going to be able to do that this season? I mean, are you going to be allowed to have, you know, how many people are you going to be allowed to have in a, in a press box setting? I mean, just little things like that that we're not sure how we're going to handle yet. But, you know, on the grand scale, I think we're, we've, we've got, you know, some things figured out. But on, on, the, on the little, the, just the little things, the details that you're supposed to pay attention to, that's what the problems are right now. Yeah, it's the micro stuff, and it's it's scary because, like you're saying, I mean, you could you could go through and check everything off your list, and then what? I mean, because we're not trained to think about this stuff, so by nature, we're gonna forget or we're gonna miss. Um, you know, I know when I start doing something new for the first time, specifically, like I'm so prone to making mistakes because I just I'm not thinking through all the variables because I haven't been exposed to those variables. So it's you, right. have to, you have to plan for so many things right now that you never even lived through, <laughs> and so it's it's, oh, it's tough because any accountability falls if any accountability falls on one guy, you know you have to trust that your entire team or whoever's you know going through as far as the cleanliness stuff, the planning, your leadership teams. I mean it, it's it's crazy it, you know at all levels, um, you know even like. You know, if we're doing the small pod stuff for practice as a coach, um, you know, I have to take take every single kid's temperature. Right. Okay. And I have to ask them if they – it's like – remember when, like, concussions started becoming an issue? And it's like you would sure. ask a yeah. kid, hey, how, how do you feel? Good. Okay, great. Get back on the field. Okay, so the right. kid's going to show up. How do you feel? I feel good. Okay, good. You're healthy. Get on the field. So, sure. I, I mean – 
there's going to be a lot of learning and stuff like that. But I just, I don't know, I mean, I feel for a lot of people in leadership positions making decisions right now because I think there's going to be a lot of accountability that falls on people that you just can't plan for. And it's, you're going to be held responsible. And, um, you know, I hope, I, I wish everybody in a decision making, you know, situation all the best because it's, you're going to have stuff that you don't even think about that's going to come back. And, you know, you, you're going to, there's going to be a lot of like, I didn't even think about that. Or there's going to be a lot of, yeah, I didn't even see that coming. Um, right. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of the unknowns that are going to creep up because we just, as a community in general, as a family of humans, like we just haven't gone through this. Um, so it's a little right. nerve wracking to see how people make decisions and why they make decisions. And you hope that they're pure and you hope they're for the kids and the safety of the staff and the refs and all the humans involved. And you hope that none of them are made out of how much money are we losing? Or you, you hope that none of them are made out of, you know, I would say um, surface level decision-making um, versus, you know, your long-term safety and health of all people involved. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. There's going to be a lot of things, a lot of things that need to be figured out in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they'll figure and, it out, <laughs> one way or the other. The decisions are going to be made. Good or bad. Good yep. or bad. Yep. Because we don't. Because time's not time's not necessarily our friend right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's big. Like when I said, the other question is, even if we get started on time, there's no guarantee we're going to finish. No. You know, and the only thing you know we can do is, you know, like I know we talked about it a couple of times. You know, is if if somebody calls and says, you know, hey, I need, I need some, you know, basically I need some product to go on the floor that shows social distancing marks. Um, you know, you, you do your custom logo and a big red X and this is where you stand yeah. and you have to hold people to that. So now your perspective changes there, but all the way to creating custom, you know, water bottle decals for the first time that you know, people have this, you're getting this, you're getting a sheet of just one by three inch or one by four inch decals with the same kid's name on it in your school logo. And you've got to slap them on a new water bottle every single game or the same water bottle. If you can guarantee that they're going to be sanitized properly. Yeah. It's a completely different product mix. And I see a lot of piece of it too, as a company, like you want to stay on the right side of that, um, you know, servant, opportunity because there's a lot of companies i feel like that are looking to make a quick buck right now so you want you don't you don't want to you, you don't want to tarnish you know what you had going and you don't want people to think that oh you're going to use covid19 for a way to you know make a new product or hop you know make a quick buck but instead like we're going to make a temporary product for a temporary thing that hopefully is a, you know provides a temporary solution um, but you obviously hope that, you know, if it turns into a long-term product or if it turns into a long-term need that we're, we're creating what we're being asked to create in the sense that, you know, we want to be there to serve and be able sure. to customize a product for you quickly, but it doesn't go any further than that in my mind, because, you know, I'm not going to try and, and pitch a new product. And I don't think our company is going to try to make a new product in the sense that, it's not necessarily needed, but we're going to capitalize on a catastrophe. Yeah. I mean, and I think you might see some of the things come out of this that we never thought about before that, you know, then we, that we start thinking like, you know what? That wasn't too bad. That wasn't a bad, you know, it wasn't a bad idea. Let's adopt that. You know, even though we don't have to now, let's adopt that anyhow, because that worked out pretty good. And, and, you know, hope, you know, you never know, you know, the, um, you know the needs the needs arise, and all of a sudden, you know you can't you can't imagine doing something without it anymore. Especially now, I mean your your protocols are going to change a little bit, and like I said, I mean the products that are going to come out of this are going to be to satisfy you know the the arising needs that EQ guys or or athletic directors in in high school or coaches um, are going to need because of new regulations and new processes that are put on them. But at the same time too, like you said, you are going to have a lot of processes that are going to grow and, um, you know, kind of like adapt to this and they're going to end up becoming better. And yeah, you're going to have 
somebody's going to call and say like, hey, have you ever thought about doing this? Okay, great, because we have the opportunity to do everything in-house completely custom. Right. I think we right. do have an opportunity to serve you. So there's going to be the opportunity for sure there to create a new product and things like that. But I want them to arise out of needs um, versus, you know, like a capitalistic idea where, you know, we're going to, we're going to force the market into something or we're going to capitalize on, you know, market share that isn't there right now. That, you know, you know what I mean? Right. There's a little difference. Yes. I don't know if I'm wording it right, but there's a little difference in my head as far as the perspective of, of what we're, what we're serving our customers with. From a uh, like a coaching perspective, with getting ready for the season, the lacrosse season's in the fall, uh, right? Lacrosse Annie? Season, the spring. Oh, spring. it's in the spring. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have a little bit more time to kind of prepare than some of these fall sports. But what are you, what are you kind of seeing? I know you talked briefly on putting kids like in pods, as you said, but. Have you heard from the suppliers that you've talked to that kind of supply chains are being interrupted? And yeah, we haven't had, haven't heard anything about, um, you know, anything being a real issue from a supply perspective. Um, the biggest thing is just going to be the return to play aspect of it and, and the protocols and the process that, you know, I'm going to have to follow as a coach. It's weird how closely knit the two pieces of my life are, whether, you know, I'm coaching, I'm coaching in the spring and then I'm talking to coaches in the spring as well. Is it smart for us to get out there and start planning for the spring from a developmental standpoint um, in person with 10 kids, you know, nine kids and a coach? Um, you know, what is the best way of spending our time right now in the short term to make sure we're getting at least, you know, are we working on fundamentals right now or do we want to talk? culture and life skills do we want to teach kids how to pass and shoot right now or do we want to talk to them about um, family and time management so there's a little Mm -hmm. different there's a little different perspective as to what can be attacked the most and what can be the best benefit for a kid right now or for a young adult and I'm going to say that across all high school and college level athletes. Obviously at the college level, you're, you're going to hammer development a little bit better, but those kids are always going to be the best. A lot of times you're looking at some of the better kids on from their high school team, but you have an entire roster of those kids. Our kids might have just started playing versus have been playing their whole life. So we, we're, we just have to pick and choose our time as best as we can and saying, you know, whether it's a zoom call with, Maybe we bring a couple college coaches in and do Zoom calls to talk about a topic that we've talked about in the past that kind of echoes that message to drive it home. Or, you know, we come up with a unique way to build character or to get some team unity going, and it can be as, as easy as doing, you know, a team competition over Zoom. Um, but nothing ever stops us from getting together and staying far enough apart and going back to the old idea of just playing catch in the backyard and being 10 feet apart and just, you know, working on stuff as best we can, but just remembering that they didn't take, they didn't take the game away from us when everybody started going down this path. Like COVID didn't take anything away from, from people in the sports world. It it changed everything, but it didn't take lacrosse away. Um, So for that reason, I mean, we've been able to kind of adjust and adapt and being able to rekindle the love of the sport with the kids versus the love of going out to the turf and doing a one-on-one battle with somebody on your team or another team. Like, you know what I mean? So being mm-hmm. being able to go out and play in the backyard with your brother, sister, or friend, um, all things considered with social distancing and whatnot, but just remembering why you started playing and why you love playing and making sure you're still falling in love with the sport every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I had the privilege to listen to a coaching panel during COVID over the last month. And it sounded like several coaches were almost looking at this as an opportunity to reframe coaching on more of a personal level. And a lot of them are looking forward to 
that opportunity that it was it was opening up and kind of getting back to that love of the sport a little bit. Yeah, it sort of forced them to slow down a little bit more and, and look at the kids on a more personal level because they've had time to, basically. I mean, you know, for the college aspect, they, there's been no recruiting going on. No, you know, obviously they're, they're viewing videos and things like that, but no real recruiting going on right now. So they've had a chance to, you know, take stock of what they have already, really. So it's um, and it's going to be interesting how that you know changes once everything's returned to a somewhat normal uh, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, and like I said, I mean the big thing even for us when this whole first thing first started with the the boys, you know, high school team that I coach is that you know we created um, groups of I think you know roughly six to eight kids. And, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday was our schedule, um, which was the same, you know, kind of as our, as our normal week. We tried to continue, try to keep it as normal as we can, did everything at five o'clock, which you would normally have practice time. Um, you know, it allowed, that allowed for, you know, parents to kind of get home from work and things like that at the, at the time, and if they weren't working from home, um, but it allowed them the same time structure. So when they were all getting used to online school as a high school kid, for the first time ever, um, it was, you know, they were getting their week's worth of assignments done by Tuesday and then having nothing to do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's, yeah. that's, that's, that's scary in the first place. That's a little dangerous, but, um, you know, we were just trying to stick to, you know, a zoom call at five o'clock with, you know, groups one, two, three, uh, on Monday, you know, four, five, six mm-hmm. on Tuesday and you know, so on and so forth. But, um, we would ask them to send in like their daily workout. So with their group, right. they would send in their whole, their group would send in a video of a piece of their daily workout that we asked them to do. And then we would post, um, we would post that on our team Instagram. So everybody knew on Monday, like that was your day. Even if you didn't do anything Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because you knew <laughs> you didn't have to send in your, your video. Right. I mean, it was a it was a mild way of creating accountability and, and trying to have fun doing it. Um, we we did a team challenge that I would say probably sixty per seventy percent of the team um, decided that they wanted to do because um, it's so so much easier for kids to hide, you know, when you when you're not sure. required to show up in person. But right. we did like a it was, we call it a snack toss cha- snack toss challenge or whatever, and each kid had thirty seconds to see how many times you you could toss a snack of your choice and catch it in your mouth in 30 seconds. And, you know, it was hilarious because you, for, for the first time you saw kids, like you, there was a little humility to it. Like you were caught and the coaches were all doing it too. You know, like I can't tell you how many cheese balls I threw up and smoked myself in the eyebrow or the nose because I haven't <laughs> tossed something into my, my mouth in like 10 years. Right. So, so stuff like that. I mean, we had to, we had to find ways to keep it fun and keep it light, but like, like, I was hopping on webinars and things like that with other coaches from across the country, from the high school and college level. And like, I like we talked about before, I mean, everybody was going through this for the first time. So everybody was bouncing ideas off each other. Like there were, like I was working on a Google sheet with coaches from North Carolina, from Tennessee, you know what I mean? All across the country. And we're trying to come up with different ideas and different ways. Like, what are you doing? What are you guys doing this week? Because you can't do the same thing for two weeks in a row. You know, heaven forbid that the kid has to get bored. Um, So we didn't want to go down that road. We try to keep it fun and keep it light. Um, But it's it's tough. It's tough keeping kids engaged when they know that they can't see you. Um, Yeah. But, you know, as much structure as we could have provided that we did, we, we tried. But all from a vendor perspective, um, you know, nothing that we, that I've heard for the upcoming season has changed. Um, you know, we're starting to, you know, design uniforms and things like that. And, you know, we're, a, we're I work with BSN um, from a high school perspective. They work with our high school here in New Albany. Um, and, you know, nothing's changed as far as that goes. Some of the, some of the local opportunities for like screen printing and things like that have, been delayed but that was i mean that was all things considered with with the way things were shut down as a state right so everybody everybody that i know is back up and running and, and moving forward from from that realm oh yeah and, and you know that's that's one thing some of these fall sports might not have thought about but there's going now there's going to now that everything's opening back up 
there's going to be a crush of business for the embellishers, the screen printers, the, the embroiderers, because it's been delayed. It's been put off so long. It's just going to be a crush to try to get things done now and ready for the fall. Yeah, because you're going to have well, you're going to have a lot of people. You're going to have a lot of people trying to do that, um, and you're going to have a lot of spring coaches trying to jump on it. You're going to have a lot of winter coaches trying to jump on it. And realistically, yeah, I, um, it's it's the fall sports that, sh- that will will need to get you know precedent over that. Um, just like they're getting precedent back, like returning to the turf and returning to play. Like, right. you know, I'm not, I'm right. not, I don't think my athletic director is going to let us eat up a bunch of turf time right now when they're still sure. trying to figure out, you know, that micro perspective of what's going on this fall. Yeah. You know what? I, I was in one meeting and it was brought up that, and it's really not, it's, it's, it's not a, when you think about it, it's really not, a, it, it could be a good thing, but you know, it's so, it's that, um, that work ethic that all of us have, a lot of us have, in that, you know, you might have the sniffles or feel a little under the weather, and you just go to work because you feel okay. You just, you know, and, you know, now that you've worked from home and you know you can work from home, you might take it a little more, you know, not that it's, not that it's the COVID, but, you know, just a regular flu or something like that. You might say, well, you know what? I don't feel too good today. I, you know, why go in and get the office sick? I can sit at home and get work done. You know, it, 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 I think it's opened up a door to show to show to yourself that hey, I can work from home. There's no reason for me to go in and get everybody else sick. So I think you know, aside from the coronavirus and things like that, I think just on a common cold and flu season, you know, you might see more people take a couple of days off and work from home, and and because they know they can now because they've done it. Mm-hmm. Right, right, and a lot of that's going to be based on you know, what, what your job structure looks like and, you know, are people able to do that? Oh, sure. I mean, you know, there's, there's obviously times that I can no way work, work from home, but you know, in the winter time, maybe where, well, sure. I could probably work from home a few days. And especially if it's your, you know, say, you know, you're down for two or three days with the flu or something like that. Sure. You can work from home, but, uh, it's, it, it's, it's, it might be a positive thing of this whole to come out of this whole thing. There's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of change um, taking place for the first time. There's going to be a lot of <laughs> a lot of people who are going to have to think outside the box. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to have to be comfortable with that ambiguity and saying, you know, what what if any part of my process can change versus needs to change. Um, mm-hmm. and then what are they, what are they willing to do? Like, does that change, does that change the structure or the compensation or, I mean, there's, a, you know, depending on how one views that, um, and, and how comfortable they are with that change just in general, um, because what they don't want to do either is they don't want to trigger it all the way down the line and think, you know, well, everybody's going to, cause in some, in some cases you're going to have people think like if one person does it, everybody's going to want to do it. Right. There's that real yeah. traditional view, viewpoint of, you know, if one person's, you know, has the sniffles and can work from home. Why can't I? Right. Or how long? And then, and then also like, you know, can I have, you know, access to, you know, software that I use in the office? Can I have access to that software at home on my mm-hmm. personal device? Or, yeah. you know, I mean, there's, there's some, you know, there's some intangibles to it that, that need to be considered. Um, sure. And, and I think everybody's going to deal with it differently. But, you know, for us, you know, me me doing what I'm doing from home right now, I mean, ideally, um, you know, if it wasn't an exposure piece that I was concerned about, um, I would be in, you know, sending, sending, you know, random samples out throughout the country, you know, doing my own paperwork and things like that. Um, right. But right now I've got my team, my team behind me to be able to do that. And, you know, I'm still able to, you know, make calls and, and things like that. Um, from a coaching perspective, it's a little different, um, you know, being, being the head coach, obviously, like I'm going to be responsible for, for going in when I don't want to. Um, right. I'm going to be responsible for driving, driving the boat a little bit. Like I got to go in and, and do inventory. I got to go in and collect helmets. I got to go in, I got to do X, Y, and Z. Whereas um, you know, that's just an inherent risk that I'm going to have to take because I can't ask anybody else to do it because there's nobody else on the top of the ladder. Right. 
Right. So, and I, you know, you know, I can't ask my athletic director to take care of my program and every other program at the same time. So, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not right. asking my assistant coaches to do anything mm. because it's they, it's not necessarily like they're they. I ask them to coach. All the other, right. you know, stuff that's the stuff in the behind the scenes. Like, if I'm, a, if I'm if I'm the top guy, like I'm I'm gonna have to do that stuff whether I like it or not. And you know, maybe I talk to them about what I did. Maybe I don't. Maybe they don't need to know anything I did or whatever, whatever it was. Um, it's just one sure. of those things that you can't get around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Some dumb things you got to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you might have guys under you or if you have a student manager, like you might not have a student manager show up one day when it's something that, you know, you can, you can take care of. Would it be nice to have help? Absolutely. Everybody would love yeah. an extra pair of hands. Um, but if it comes down to the safety of the individual or the exposure to other people, possibly, um, maybe that guy can stay home this week, or maybe they come in two days versus five days. Um, you know, and, and your and your structure is a little different based on who's coming in and who's going. So, who knows? I mean, like I said, yeah. there's going to be a lot of people who have never had to change anything um, about their process. Uh, you know, whether they're considering that or not um, now who knows what that's going to look like in the future and what they like, who they need in and what they can get done from home, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, you brought up, you brought a point there. You know, I have right now, I have no guidance on what I'm going to do with my student managers. You know, if they can come back early for the fall or anything, I've had no guidance on that. And it's not that, you know, it, it just really, it's one of the minor things that still has been thought about and talked about yet. So, I mean, you know, I'm sure there's other, I've talked to other equipment guys around the country too, and you know, they've been in the same boat. They're not sure what they're doing with student management because they don't know what they could do with them. You want the help? There's no question. There's so much to do. You want the help, but what's when it comes down to it right now? Like if, if you ask a student manager to come in and for whatever reason, you know, he, you don't know what they've been doing. First of all, for your own protection. Second of all. Yes. For their protection, for their protection, what are they coming in contact with? And then out of those two options, like, you know, what do the consequences look like compared to, you know, the hour or two it's going to save you that day by having them come in? Yeah, it's yeah, just just one of the many questions. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll see them play out in the next few months. I was always like to wrap up the episodes of the issue window with something lighthearted. So even though we're all getting back to work here, thank goodness. Uh, Danny, what have you been binge watching during COVID? I've been binge watching. That's a dangerous question because um, it's uh, I'm, I've always I bounce between really lighthearted comedies to like sci-fi stuff, and you go all the way down to like your your you know Disney Plus movies that you just you know, if it's if my wife walks in, my wife walks in the the room like I wasn't watching Frozen. I swear I wasn't watching Frozen. <laughs> so it's been uh, it's been interesting. But um, from you know from the like going back and you know one thing I did is I went back and I actually watched the uh, I watched all of the Marvel movies in chronological order. <laughs> cool. Instead of going Avengers one, two, and three, like I watched from the very beginning. Um, you know, to the development of certain characters and then which characters were introduced during the first Avengers and how that all played out. But then started watching, um, I got into, what was it? The new Sherlock Holmes on Netflix. That was a pretty good one, which ironically has Doctor Strange in it. So that was probably (laughs) an easy carryover for me coming from all of the Marvel movies. But yeah, other than that, I've actually been doing some i've been getting more getting back into reading a little bit more which has been a nice change of pace because like for now more than ever i've realized the importance of just checking out check out for 20 minutes a day doing something for you know for my mind and trying to keep my mental health right and you know same thing with even with the kids i'm coaching like making sure like those kids are covered um and they they feel comfortable by themselves because everybody's isolated, you know, for the beginning of this thing. I've become a local how-to everything guy. So it was fishing when I first started. Never was a big fisherman when I 
grow, grew up, started watching a lot of fishing YouTube videos, <laughs> the local po- hop out down to the local pond. Um, you know, and the first time you catch the, the actual fish that you're actually fishing for versus just another random one that decided to play ball. Um, it's a cool feeling. Um, and then what else? I'm trying to get my golf game back, but that's, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> that's a whole conversation of people never even took up golf. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And it's, um, it, that's, it's been fun. Um, but it's, it's also, I've also reconnected with, you know, it's allowed me the time to reconnect with a lot of people that I haven't, I wouldn't say that I haven't talked to in a while, you know, because as we're going through this, like you can always send somebody a video that you see on Instagram or Twitter uh, or Facebook. And it's really easy just to make conversations about a video that you see. But, you know, I've found that a lot of people haven't been taking the time to really ask even how each other are and then, you know, what's going on in their life versus laughing about a video and finding common grounds over something that's not personal to either of you. So, so peeling back the layers a little bit and, um, you know, you know, reconnecting on personal levels, um, has been really good and, you know, started to get that aspect back into my life when before everything was so busy and so crazy, you just, you forget that sometimes and, you know, it's nice to reconnect every now and again. Yeah. I think that's actually really great advice, Danny. Sometimes, sometimes I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not all the time. So don't get those things confused. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well, we really appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, it was really great to he- hear from a different perspective. Yeah, it was great to come on. It's nice to talk about this stuff and nice to, you know, peel some stuff back and hear from your guys' industry, talk to the industry as a as a sales rep, but also, you know, from a coaching perspective and just on a human level and you know, I appreciate you guys' time very much, and I wish you know both of you guys a smooth process from you know the issue window, from a quick check, from Youngstown, all that stuff. Um, you know, if there's anything ever you guys need or whatever, another perspective, just you guys have my number, so I'm always available. Well, we appreciate everything, Danny. <laughs> yep, we do. Absolutely, I appreciate you guys too. If you'd like to be on the issue window, then please reach out to us at issuewindow.com or reach out to us on the QuipCheck Twitter page and we'd be happy to get back to you. But until next time, I hope everybody stays safe and stay sane. Bye!